In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Paul Brown. Wakey, wakey. The fighting Paul Browns, absent again. Yeah, he's, he's missing another banger of a podcast. Shout out to our boy Keith. Uh, but no, we're, we're coming back. Thank you so much for the positive feedback, the short, snappy shows. We're going to be coming at you every single day, seven days a week. Wake up, have a bit of the Paul Brown podcast. What better way to start your day? And today, we're going to chat about cut guys, dudes that are out there now. Um, whether they are or they aren't, we'll touch on a few, but three big names. Um, how are you doing, Ian, before we kick off with the first one? I'm, I'm good. You know, the, uh, the NFL calendar is slowly but surely progressing towards March 17th. We've seen trades. We've seen cuts. You know, there's a lot of rumors out there. I mean, everybody's coming to the Browns. Everybody's going everywhere else. It's just, this is what we're made for, you know? No, it's, it's good fun. Um, I, I love, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's beautiful. Every time the phone buzzes, I'm like, hey, is it Rappaport? Is it Schefter? Who's got some news? And then it, it's someone uh, tweeting at me about something else, uh, like dog related. I'm like, no, I don't want dog now. Give give me NFL breaking news. Or, or they're telling us that the Browns have salary cap, which we had to touch on on the last show. So, you know, it's always something regarding your Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> But so, like I said online, you can't gang up on a ginger. Hey, I love the abuse. Makes me feel alive in the morning. First dude we're going to touch on. It's released by Green Bay. Just to touch on this, Green Bay freed up 10 million in cap space. They need to free up about another 20 million more if they're going to get JJ Watt. So can't calm that hype. I, I, I've said really early on in the offseason that I think that's the place he's going to go. But these two moves were not part of that. These were the easiest moves they could make. They looked at the roster and they said, what's the low hanging fruit? How do we do this quick? Let's get these veteran guys out there so they can sign in whatever they want, possibly get a deal done before free agency. But yeah, this, I think everybody had this one coming, you know, Rick Wagner, the veteran offensive tackle struggled at times, but you know, there was a name that uh, Browns fans caught wind of and uh, Twitter went ablaze. So the name we're going to touch on, it was a linebacker. Um, Fans absolutely loved him. Um, he, he Last time he had a, an above-average season was in 2016. And that man is Christian Kirksey. Kirko, 58. Dog check. Yeah, so Kirksey, the guy, is great. Taking nothing away from that. He, he, he's not been an above-average linebacker. He had two seasons. 2015, 2016, he was an above-average linebacker. And quite frankly, if he'd have played that way all the way through, I'd be like, right, let's bring him back. If there was no health concerns, I'm going, hey, that dude is better than BJ Goodson. Unfortunately, the player we've seen the last four seasons isn't as good as BJ Goodson. So someone got really angry when I said, hey, Goodson's better than Kirksey. People were fondly remembering 15, 16 Kirksey. That dude, he's not there anymore. If you were to put Kirko on the current Browns linebacker depth chart, where would he be? Um, 
so healthy. Obviously I, below Goodson, probably below Mac, or I'm sorry, below um, Malcolm Smith. Below Taki Taki. Taki Taki. And then I think he would be there because. So you put him right above Mac and Tay Davis. And Jordan Phillips. I, I, Jordan Phillips got a lot of promise, and I think Jordan Phillips was a better linebacker. But based on last season, he, he was better than them too. Well, I think Jordan Jordan Phillips is the reason that you really don't sign Christian Kirksey because you need him to develop. Yeah, there, there's no point spending a third-round pick and then bringing in veterans to just drown these guys out. Um, these young guys are the future, and we either want them to succeed or fail. There's nothing wrong with a rookie not succeeding, but there's no value to bringing in Christian Kirksey other than the off the field. And we're competing for Super Bowls now. Let's not get emotional. I want rings. Yeah. And listen, it's nothing against Kirko. Just here we're developing younger linebackers. You know, he was great coming out of Iowa. He's good friends with uh, Anthony Hitchens, you know, from my hometown of Lorain, Ohio. So nothing but good things to say about Kirko. I just think that he's probably looking for a situation where they could use a veteran linebacker, not, trying to get into a core with young linebackers. So I, I can't see this one. I just, I, I don't see the fit. I don't see the need. I don't see the value. So next we're going to jump over to an Eagles cut, which is Deshaun Jackson. We're just going to start off with the headline numbers here. So we've got in the last two years, 245 snaps, 35 snaps. targets. Snaps. That means he was just simply standing on the field. <laughs> 35 targets and 23 receptions. So when he when he's got that, it has been incredibly good. We're not arguing those 245 snaps aren't bad snaps. The issue is 245 snaps in two years isn't good. I mean, it's not great. And here's the thing. Is Deshaun Jackson still fast? Yes, Deshaun Jackson is still very fast. Do the Browns need a fast receiver? Yes, the Browns need a fast receiver. Do they need Deshaun Jackson? I mean, if he's willing to take what, if you were to take the name off of this player and you were to say, here's the stat line, no name, no face, would you take this guy for the vet minimum? Then I say yes. If Deshaun Jackson wants some high-priced one-year deal because of what he thinks he's capable of doing, then I just think we have a different conversation. The, yeah, the need is there. The fit, I mean, to be fair, I'm sure he would fit in well with Jarvis and Odell and a lot of those guys. So that's there. The question now is the value. And like I said, unless we're talking sub two and a half million, I'm not interested. Yeah, I think two million um, with some of that being incentives, um, sort of half a million of it, then you bench him at that sort of, hey, he's going to be our fifth in our room. Uh, wide receiver obviously if he's healthy then he's playing and he's going to be awesome um, and maybe even if you build a load of incentives in and you say hey we're going to give you one and a half base we're going to give you incentives so you could go all the way up to four five million it wouldn't bother me because quite frankly if he is healthy and he plays a full season he is worth that he's worth more than five million um so you could do a deal that is really incentive laden um and i i think that's a great shout but the reason why i say he's probably got to be fifth on your depth chart because You've got to be prepared for him to be potentially retiring in camp because another injury hits. So you have to prepare for that worst. And it's why you can take the upside risk on him and go, hey, we'll give you two million guaranteed. And you've got to earn that other sort of three, four, five million. Um, I don't mind sort of if, if, he ha if you have incentives that can go all the way up to him having sort of a, a top five 
wide receiver in the NFL season, fine. If he has a top five in the NFL wide receiver season, we're talking a thousand plus yards, then I don't care that he's cost us 7 million. But you've got to prepare for the disaster that he doesn't even make it out of camp because he gets injured. And for that reason, you have to place him really deep on your depth chart. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, need value is the big thing here. It just comes down to that. Yeah. And the next guy we're going to go to is my boy. This is be the fourth off season where my Twitter will be lighting up with a particular name at safety. Um, and firstly, let's just touch on him. He's not a free agent at the moment. And that is Trey Boston. So there's been lots of talks about there. Let's go sign Trey Boston tomorrow. Like JJ Watt. JJ Watt is a street free agent. He's available to sign for any, anyone he wants because he's got a deal that lasts into next season and he's been cut. Trey Boston. But, but there's a kicker. Trey Boston hasn't been cut. They are keeping him on the roster until the 17th of March. And the reason they're doing that is so they can uh, cut him with a, a June 1st designation, which will mean the future money after this current season, they can move that into 2022 dead cap. And they'll take the current money in 2021 as 2021 dead cap. So um, just to look at the numbers, that'll be 2.6 uh, recurring in this year and 2.6 recurring into next year. And so that's what they're going to be doing with him. In terms of the player, he, he, he's been my absolute darling. Is he as good as Marcus Williams? Hell no. Marcus Williams is the guy this year. But has he been good this year? That is the question, Ian. What's, what's going wrong with Trey Boston? So this is the best analogy I can come up with on Trey Boston. So Trey Boston, you know, as, as we age through our twenties, you know, a lot of the, you know, attractive mates, whether, you know, male, female, whatever it is, they start getting plucked off the board, you know, and people start locking them into long-term deals or lifetime contracts with marriage. And, you know, they wife them up or husband them up, depending. Trey Boston's the guy who he goes out to the bar and he's, he's the attractive girl that you're just like, you know, why isn't anyone like committing to her long-term? And there's always these, you know, she has a boyfriend and then he's around for a couple months and then he moves on. And then there's another one and he moves on. It just is odd to me that nobody has locked up or wifed up Trey Boston. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, he comes into Carolina with Matt rule and, he plays a little out of position. They try him in some different spots. You know, it was the first time that he had gotten one of his contracts, uh, more than a one-year deal. And it turns into a one-year deal. So there's commitment issues somewhere down the line with Trey Boston. I don't know what it is. I think he's going to garner a lot of interest from teams looking for veteran safeties. But there's a reason that he hasn't been wifed up. There's a reason. I don't know what it is. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. There's a lot of good things in the locker room. A lot of team, uh, former teammates wish him well. A lot of teammates, you know, or guys around the league recruit him to come play with him. So I don't know. But again, need, yep, value. I mean, he's never taken a big money deal really anywhere, even in Carolina now that when we look at it. So fit, need, value, they all line up. Like I said, though, if he, he wants to take what he's kind of just been playing throughout his career on, then I'm all good. Yeah, so sort of last season, um, we saw him, 
in, when he was playing in the free safety spot last season, he was still good. That's he is a free safety. He's not one of these do it all box safeties. So last season was the first time he had fifty percent of his snaps in the box. And this is where the issues came from. He's not a strong safety. He's not your Ronnie Harrison type. He's not your Kevin Johnson type. He's not that dude. And he got destroyed in four games. And these are against the top passing defense. So Tampa um, Bay twice, Green Bay and Atlanta. He got absolutely cooked. And they were four really bad games. The rest was fine. Um, some good games in there. He can't play in the slot. So for me, he was on six million a year. Um, they had one year liked him and then gave him a three-year deal and then went, whoop, well, we don't like him uh, anymore. So I, I do want him in. But it's the question comes down to, hey, what's it going to cost? And if you, if you get the opportunity to go get a Marcus Williams, who is a stud at free safety, you're getting a guy that can play 100% of snaps. He's rarely going to have a bad moment. Um, and that is great. And that is almost what this team needs more. If you were going to go bring in someone and go, hey, we want a 4 million a year, even if it's a couple of years, free safety, because we're going to play a slot corner, then you can bring him in and go, hey, we've got him and Delpit. Let's see what works. And we've got a really good backup if it goes wrong. That is an option. I just don't think he, he he's where it's been a really, really good spot for the Browns the last few years of like, hey, bring him in. I think we're now looking high end. So we, we might be looking at too good for what he can do. Um, but yeah, if he comes in, happy, happy days. It's probably going to be another one year deal. Um, any last words, Ian? It would be you finally getting your wish after the the pinpoint of or the uh, pinnacle of his career. But, you know, the nice part is on him, they don't have to make a decision until really after the league year starts. Now, his agent, I'm sure he's going to be the side chick for a lot of these teams. And I think what it is is that he'll put his number out there so teams will know kind of what he wants. They're going to go out and pursue, you know, the Simmons, the Marcus Williams, the Josh Johnsons, uh, the John Johnsons, you know, all these other safeties because there's there's quite a few safeties and free agency out there. So I think he's going to be the fallback option for some team that couldn't get the guy they wanted. So if you don't get a Marcus Williams, if you don't get the guy you're looking for and you just got to bring him in as kind of that Sunday ho one-year type of thing, then I think that's the route they look at. But I think that's really where his value is. Yeah, that is great. There's going to be more guys being made available more than ever in the past because of the shorter NFL cap. So, uh, yeah, by all means, check, check out uh, our Twitters. So I'm Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. DMs are open, ask me any questions. Where can people find you on, on Twitter, Ian? Ian19. And as always, harass at your own world. Go Browns. Go Browns.